Welcome to Cocktails and Comics. Grab a drink and bring out your inner nerd and join your hosts, Steve, Alec, and Andy. What up, guys? We are back with Cocktails and Comics. I am here, Andy, and I'm here with my lovely, lovely co-host, Alec. How are you doing today, bud? I am wonderful. I feel like I had a jam-packed weekend, and it's all just kind of hitting me now. And I only had, like, one big day. <laughs> <laughs> I had a zero jam-packed weekend. I had, I had one weekend. big day on Saturday, but it was, like, piss-ass hot outside. Yeah. So being out there basically all day just kind of beat me to shit. Yeah. Uh Otherwise, dude, I'm I'm flying high. Fuck I'm yeah, flying man. high. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I uh, I'm half vaccinated. Hey. Got my shot on Friday. Cool. Uh, just to get my mom to stop talking to me about it. Did you, uh, <laughs> I was gonna get it at some point. Did but, any adverses yet? Uh, my arm killed me Saturday. A Saturday. lot of people I know have had. That. I mean, I was literally Saturday, or so Friday was fine, and I felt a little pain, and then Saturday just hit with a fury. And I had to golf in the morning. Yep. So I'm guessing just using my arm just made it worse. And then, <laughs> uh, like, I went to bed that night. And every time I would turn on my left side, I would lay on my arm. And I'm like, oh, fuck me, dude. And I still feel I feel like there's, like, a lump or something here. And it's not. There's nothing there. But it feels like there's pressure. I don't know. It's weird. Jesus. But um, it, it's going away slowly. And then um, Sunday, I went golfing again. And my arm's still fucking killed. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, you just got to deal with it. But today it feels much better. Like I said, I just feel like a little hint of pain. Um, but otherwise, no sickness or anything, which is nice. I'm, nice. I'm worried about the second one because that's the one that's, like, taking people out. Yeah. Where they're just, like, beat to shit. Not sick, but just tired. Yeah. There's a <clears> lot of people at work that have gotten it. And uh, I don't – we 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 give, like, a half a day's worth of paid time to go get your shots and then like three days paid if you actually need three full days. Yeah, paid. that's if, nice. If you have the adverse after effect. Yeah. And I know a lot of people have just been calling in because of the arm alone. Yeah. Like they can't lift it. We do heavy case lifting. Right. Pushing and stuff. So, you know, I, I feel shitty calling into work to be like, my shoulder. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, <laughs> but I every, definitely get Everybody it. seems to be. Yeah. Otherwise, the fatigue is the only thing that I've been hearing mainly other than uh, some girl at work said, you know, she felt like she had a huge fever. Mm. But obviously yeah. it was totally fine. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean, I felt that way, but it was because I was in the sun right. <laughs> every right. day. But um, no, otherwise, good, man. That's, we'll see what happens on the second one. But that's why I did it on Friday. Because I was like, I don't want to call in a work. I was like, I'll just take the weekend if I feel like shit. Yep. Yep. I can at least still go drinking if I feel like shit. <laughs> you know, right. I can still like enjoy my day. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, good relaxing weekend, did a lot of golfing. I couldn't complain. So, um, but definitely get more into it and nothing's off base. No fuck yeah. But today we have more exciting things to talk about. Uh, one thing to talk about really quick was the new trailer that dropped for phase four of the MCU. And what was the occasion today that, that even happened? I'm not sure. I don't, nothing I don't know if there is, was a specific occasion. Nothing's going on. Yeah. I, I don't know if. Because it was not Disney Plus related, it was strictly Marvel Studios. Correct. Like announcement trailer. Yeah. I think it's just because we've been getting hints and now it's finally like, hey, let's just release this I thing. I mean, now that we got two of these uh, Disney Plus series in the bank now, yeah. they're finished. We've seen a scroll. Right. We've seen some people from Wakanda. <laughs> we are starting to see the start of a possible Thunderbolts team. Yeah. Yeah, they're shit brewing. Yeah, I think also because there's, like, no shows this month, and we're coming in at Loki next month. So maybe it was just kind of like, hey, this will, like, 
tie us over. Tie us over for that month of May. Plus Loki probably <clears throat> being the bigger show out of the could be the bigger show out of the three thus far. Well, I think it's going to take precedence over a lot of things, just because it's going to tie into so many. It's going to tie into possibly like when Cap went back in time to replace all the stones. Mm-hmm. But again, remember how they always said, if you take a stone out of time, it creates another timeline. So I'm guessing it with that, and then also Loki just taking the Tesseract. Right. And disappearing in a timeline. Which is what we saw like right. super initially in a, a teaser trailer yeah. what a year ago. Right. But I mean with that, I mean that's already created different timelines that now I'm guessing Loki and Owen Wilson, his character, are going to have to fix at that point. Um, and I'm just saying too, because Loki compared to the other characters that we've gotten out of these other series so far, Loki's kind of uh, a golden child. Oh yeah, in definitely. MCU umbrella. So he's definitely been the one fun one to watch. If they're going to throw importance into a show, mm. it's going to be Loki, especially since I think the director or producer said that they're looking to put three seasons out of the show. Yeah, that's what I heard. This is the one that's supposed to have multiple seasons to it, and that's like, man, how far fucking are we going here? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think he's one of the more fun. He's not an antagonist, so I guess like anti-hero that you want to see. He's I think an Tom hero because he's not all bad, right? But I think Tom Hiddleston does such a great job as Loki that it just worked. And it was like, yeah, we need to make a show about it's this. It's that guy. smile and that yeah. that melted caramel voice that he uses. Right. It just kills you every time. Yeah. I think if it wasn't him and you had some kind of jobber in there, that we wouldn't have the show. I think we would have we got something different. Or if it would have ended up if they found a better Thor, that <clears> maybe we would have had Chris Helmsworth as fucking Loki. Right. All would have been a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So I'm excited. That trailer was fucking exciting. Uh, we're working on getting the monitor. So in the next couple of weeks, we're definitely going to review that. Uh, and then also review uh, Mortal Kombat. So Because we saw that. So we're a little bit behind, but we're going to get on top of it because we still want to talk about those things. Because uh, those were huge in our last couple of weeks. That we yeah, had. finally we have stuff happening. <laughs> that, can, that we can talk about. So, um, but yeah, otherwise, we want to finish up Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I was immensely happy with how it ended, how it all went. I'm so glad that I waited to watch, like, one of the episodes late in the week, because I watched it on, like, a Wednesday, and then Friday came, and I'm like, oh, two episodes in, like, two days? This is fantastic. And then it seemed like for the next episode right after that, I waited that week, but it still felt like two days. Yeah. I no, I agree. such a high off of episode five. Yeah. That I didn't think was going to happen. Because, I mean, in episode five was over an hour. It was just about over an hour. Yeah. Just over. Because that was their longest episode. And, yep. I mean, because I remember pausing it twice and being like, is this almost done? Not in a bad way, but just as like, when are you guys going to cut me off? Right. And then I was like, oh, shit, I still have, you know, 20 more minutes. When I paused it again, I was like, oh, shit, I still got 10 more minutes. Like, there's a lot of scenes where I thought it was just going to cut like they like to do. Yeah. And just leave us hanging. Right. In the middle of a scene, you fuck faces. Right. <laughs> Beautiful idea, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. It keeps um, you on the edge of your seat. Keeps me on the edge of my seat. Keeps me wanting more. Uh, but, yeah, there was plenty of times where I'm like, oh, this got to be it. Like, oh, now we're in a neighborhood. Well, this has to be it. Yeah. Now we're back in. What the fuck is happening? What is going on? I, 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 I digress because I have no complaints. It was. I think it was a really well done show. Such a roller coaster. Yeah. Really was a roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, again, with these Marvel shows, I think WandaVision was such a 
there are different stories that are told, and I think they equally have their their great moments to it, and they're not the same, which is nice. I think, it's yeah, not I was, the same. I was going to say they were told uh, in their own respects, and it worked for both of them. Correct. And uh, we got what we got. I don't. I don't know anybody that could be unhappy. Yeah, I should be. I know they are. Right. But you shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we mentioned, I think, the last time we recorded (laughs) that some of the episodes do seem weird just because they had to change a whole subplot line because it had to do with, like, a virus. And obviously COVID happened, and And, then Marvel wanted to remove that. And the director said, writer and director said that it wasn't actually a uh, pandemic issue in the series. Mm -hmm. Like, a virus, yes, but not a shutdown like we're actually living right so it was just to parallel where they changed it yeah so that's why there was weird moments weird shots like when someone was speaking and they weren't like recording that person um so i know people have issues with that but it's like hey man you have to like adjust for the time and adjust for what's happening in the world um and i still think they did it in a really good way so i i have no complaints nope not at all so uh we go in episode five called truth uh, and this takes place literally right after uh, Walker killed Nico. I mean, same scenario. Yeah. Same scenario. I mean, it's John Walker running down, you know, kind of like an abandoned train yard. Um, and then kind of being, just coming to with, because he just took the serum. And he's like, I just killed somebody. You know, Lamar's dead. He basically grants us to leave the area. Right. Exactly. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but I mean, I... I Again, with the, um, I forgot his name, it's Russell's kid, uh, Wyatt Russell. Um, the way he played this character, I really came to enjoy. Like that, that, I don't know if it was the uh, the baby face that they gave him in those first, that, that first episode mm-hmm. definitely didn't help. And even in the second episode, like, they gave him a very baby face face. Yeah. And I get it now. Right. Because you look at him at this point. His whole demeanor's changed. Yeah. He's uh, not that clean cut anymore. He, he doesn't even look clean cut. He mm. has nothing that even resembles clean cut about him. He has an edginess to him. He has a, a, a dirtiness to him. Right. And we get to see that, obviously. He kills that fucker. At Hell yeah. Uh, but even now that his looks progress, too, there's there's a different look in his eyes. Like, he almost doesn't have that light in his eye anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing behind those eyes anymore. Right. And they've really turned... It's funny you even say that because, like, the, where he goes with this character, it's still John Walker. Right. But it's a different John Walker. Oh, yeah. Thanks to the serum, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got a little more just of that roid rage. Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I think, that, again, those small details are, the, is what Marvel does best. Because we get that stubble on him. Yeah. And it completely changes everything that I viewed since episode one. Yeah. Like you said. 100%. It's little details like that. Again, I love Marvel 4. Uh, Kevin Feige and all the people who are right behind him doing it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a, a really good way to do it. So obviously we see him running, dealing with how he just murdered someone in front of a bunch of people, how Lamar is dead, and then he's confronted by Bucky and Sam. As you should be. As you should be. Um, and saying we want the shield back. This fight scene was awesome. Between... Uh, Bucky, Sam versus John Walker. And you felt, okay, so when, like, so when John ran to that, that abandoned, like, warehouse, of course it is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, he's taking a breather, like, I felt like I was taking a breather with him, 
and then you kind of felt like, okay, he's in the clear. Like, I can breathe, too. Right. And as soon as the other two show up, I mean, I don't know if it was just me, man, but, like, the tension oh, yeah. could not have lasted any fucking longer, or I was about to start tearing my own walls apart. Yeah. Because it was like, you know what's going to happen, but just when. Yeah. Because they're like, give us a shield, give us a shield, come with us, it's over. And, and it just yeah. went break down to that scene, and it's just the three of them. Nobody knows All who right. they are. And uh, I thought the, chor- the, the choreograph, oh my God. Choreography, choreography was phenomenal, uh, and the way uh, three person fight like that yeah. is always fun to see. Oh, definitely in any film, and it was cool because you have two super soldiers, and then you have Sam, who's normal but then has his wings. So it was like a on the ground but also aerial fight, which I thought was a cool concept as well. And his wings, we've seen a lot, can come in in handy on groundwork. Oh yeah, you know, uh, planting himself in the floor. Maybe uh, withholding a blast, right, or a, a strong punch, yeah, know, using the reverse wind and all that crap. So it does. It, it it's it's cool to see that he can be Falcon without always being in the sky, right? Agreed. And th- this show, again, uh, uh, building on Sam Wilson and that story, and then building on the Falcon story, gives yet another layer as to why I like him a little more now. Oh, definitely. Because of this show, as you gave. You gave him a little bit of depth. Now you're giving him battle depth. Right. I don't need to be like, oh, man, it's a ground war, so just stay up there, I guess, until we need to. <laughs> right, exactly. So, no, he can actually throw down. Yeah. Down there. And he's obviously been training, and he's not the first Sam that we know. He's at the last Sam that we know. Yeah. So very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I enjoy the whole thing, but obviously it ends with you know them breaking John Walker's arm, taking the shield. Which, again, going back to Sam – because he got his wings ripped off, mm-hmm. completely fucking just broken. Yeah. And at this point, they gotta be asking themselves while fighting, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Because the last time they came across John Walker, it was not like this. Right. And to see the force with Bucky holding him, I think it was Bucky holding him and Sam holding the shield and using his backpack jets. Yeah. To try at highest power to pry that shield off of his arm. Right. And the only way it could happen was forcefully, like a like a uh, 200-year-old tree in a windstorm breaking. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way you could look at it. It was. Because yeah. when they broke his arm, I thought, oh, my God, he actually can be hurt. Right. You never saw a captain like that. Right. So it was, it was like, holy shit, it took that much force just to kind of get the guy down. <laughs> I agree. It reminded me of taking the glove off of, Th- off of Thanos when they were I, all working on that. You know that. what? And I'm pretty sure that they were trying to draw parallels there yeah. because, again, Bucky was, I, I think, behind him at, at trying to brace him yeah. while Sam was at the arm. Right. Trying to rip off the and, shield. And yeah, it took to a snap of an arm, <laughs> but it fucking worked. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So again, it was it was cool, Bucky taking it and then just you know laying it next to Sam, being like, "Hey, man, like this is yours, and it should have been yours from the beginning." Um, so again, leaving there, and then all of a sudden we ran into uh, Barnes or Bucky finding Zemo uh, at Sokovia at the memorial at Sokovia. And I didn't know how that one was going to play out, man. Like, when they first saw each other, I was like, how is this going to go? Like, is he going to let Zemo go? Is he going to kill Zemo? 
I was I was not on the kill Zemo train. No. Because I was like, I don't think Bucky wants to do that, and I think he's now better than that. Bucky knows who he is, and he's come so far. Yeah. Why, and especially with one of the guys that, like, why would you let him do that to you? He was one of the guys that made you that way. Right. Why would you let him have the satisfaction of knowing that you let yourself go one more time just to end him? Yeah. Because who gets the the last laugh? Right. Zemo will get the last laugh. 100%. 100%. And I, I thought that was a great build-up where he's holding the gun to Zemo's head. Dude. Oh, my. You know. My and, heart was beating. Yeah. And pulls the trigger, nothing, and then has a handful of bullets and just drops them on the ground. And they fall like the pearls of Martha. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. Close your, close your ears, Bruce. <laughs> As I say to my Batman statue on the table. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I was a boy. <laughs> now I'm a bat. Now I'm Sokovia. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bucky hands him over to the Dormelage. So he did follow Which, through. again, what a cool fucking... And, and is, it, is it an unlisted amends, or is this just doing the right thing? Yeah, and because I think it was... the way he set him up was the way he set up that one lady in the parking lot without beating that dude's face in right. is basically the same setup of like me and you and that's it. Mm. And we had our final little exchange. Yep. Our goodbye to, to say. Now you're out of the proper authorities and right. I will walk my own way. And I think it, it definitely speaks to Bucky because, you know, that's a group that helped him. I mean, Wakanda helped him. Uh, again, AO was the one that helped him get out of the whole mind control. Right. Um, so I thought it was only right that he was given to the Dormelage, which then we're like, we're taking him to the raft. And I thought that was weird. But I was like, okay, take him to the raft. That's fine. You know, an underwater, you know, prison for, for people like Zemo. Um, but again, I was like, that's weird that Wakandans are taking him to the raft. I thought maybe you take him to Wakanda and like, you know, probably cut his head off. That was but like maybe, you know, and, and maybe we'll get reason. Mm-hmm. Why down the road? Right. Because with Marvel, there's yeah, there's plot holes and stuff, but there's but, always a reason why they're doing why something is happening. Right. And I think this is all going to lead towards the again. Once we get to the last episode, it looks like we're leading towards what we've talked about—the Thunderbolts. And we, I think that's where we're heading at that point. Again, with Zemo, and then a character that does come in in just a little bit. Uh, when all of a sudden we find Walker's being in front of uh, a judge and jury of the military, basically. Which, man, dude. Yeah, intense. It was, because especially with them not giving him even two seconds to speak for himself. Like, right. He really, he really, uh, what is that, struck a chord with them. Oh, yeah. Because he, you know, here, you're Captain America. Based on your resume alone, and obviously probably being blonde and blue-eyed didn't hurt, but... <laughs> Based on that resume alone, which is stellar as fuck, yeah, you are our Captain America, yeah. But you and now you have completely <laughs> dishonored and tainted that name and that image, yeah. And of course, as the government, you put all that pressure on them; they're not going to let that image fly, right? So, well, and I think even the government—it's not even that they just want. Again, we've always noticed with MCU movies, like, the government just wants to be the government and, like, follow what we say. And we don't care who's in the position as long as you care, like, as long as you do what we say, basically. Right. You know, and um, 
that's why I think later on, you know, they're not happy with who becomes Captain America on this show. Uh, but, like, they kind of just have to face the facts that that's how it is. Like, we have someone we can't control, and we thought we had that with John Walker. He fucked it up. Well, someone took it in their own hands and became Captain America. Um, so, again, uh, him getting stripped of everything and him not even having his five seconds, I understand. He couldn't, he couldn't even speak, not, not even defend himself. Yeah. There's no defending. People right. had phones out. They saw everything. Right. No it's all over the place. But just you... I guess say your word for yourself, and even then they thought it's you're not worth it. Right. And for him to say at the end, you know, I am Captain America, and they're like, "Are you? Are you? Are you?" Now we're leaving. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's going to do his thing. Yeah. He's going to be Captain America, whether we like it or not. Right. And he's got the serum <laughs> in him, and nobody knows but him. Right. Pretty much. Well. Somebody else might know. Right. <laughs> so as we get this, so John Walker's obviously sulking with his wife. Uh, when all of a sudden a heels start coming up, a nice click clack of the heels, and we are met by, or we finally get to know who uh, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I love. <laughs> <laughs> I know dick about this woman. Same. I love. The even taking Contessa out of it, which is just a title, you yeah. take Contessa out of it, yeah, and you still got Valentino Allegra de Fontaine, yeah, love the fucking name, yep, and Julia Louis Dreyfus, who Elaine from Seinfeld, Seinfeld. Uncultured Swines. Seinfeld's a terrible show, but we'll not talk about well, it. Well, so she is in here, and with the with the uh length of the name and the kind of the of the name yeah perfect personality mm -hmm. to lay somebody on with this person which is like you call me Val but don't call me that don't call me. <laughs> Julie Louis Dreyfus like she, she some, killed the role she's got some roles where you're like wow there's a thousand other people that were better for this yeah then there's roles where you're like nobody could have done that other than her with her yeah. facial expressions her sarcasm just the way she presents anything perfect casting for this role. Yeah, I think she's so her. happy for this. Yeah. The few times we get to see her, I really enjoyed it. I, she had so background, she had one day of filming because she had other things going on. So every scene you see her in was one day of shooting. And that was it. So again, to do that in so one she day. She had to put her stuff out there and then go. Right. So <laughs> with literally one day of her acting and how she did, I thought she killed it. I, I thought it was a great introduction to the character. Had you never told me that, I would have never knew. Yeah, you know, and um, again, doing some research, both of us looked into it a bit. Um, so that name goes to a woman named Madame Hydra in the MCU comics. Basically, she is a double agent for the U.S. who goes into Hydra, infiltrates Hydra, and then becomes Miss Hydra, but again, for the team of America. So that's what I found out about her. Did you read something different? Because there's no, different adaptations. I read, I, I, again, I totally forgot to look up. She was one that I really wanted to yeah. know because I knew nothing about her. And I yeah. know she's going to be a centrifugal force moving forward. Mm. And I just forgot to do it. No, that's fine. So I, so, I know nothing about her, and I, my face is more or less of a surprise than because I'm trying to think if she's Miss Hydra, but she's for America. Like, yeah, you know, she's got this evil title, but is she she's doing it for us. So or, the way I think they're going with this, because I don't think she's going to play Madame Hydra in this, just from a lot of things I've been reading. 
Um, I think she's working with Thunderbolt Ross, and she's going to be the leading force behind the Thunderbolts. Well, after this episode aired, I love my Easter egg lists, which I don't have one, unfortunately, for these two episodes coming up. Um, but I, I did like to, to read them, and she was listed on one of them, and the fact that she has, uh, again, a big part in throwing... Thunderbolts together. Yeah. So when she's here in the court halls talking to John Walker mm-hmm. and yeah, you can't see us, but we're here and we've been watching and we yeah. see you and we like what we, whatever the hell she's telling mm-hmm. them in just the best way, by the way, yeah. this character, I cannot water down because she <laughs> killed it is amazing. I love this character yeah. and how she's played. Um, yeah, it was very like, ooh, are we doing this? Right. We're doing this. <laughs> and I think you it know, becomes it, more apparent in the next episode. Well, you, you see, you know, John Walker, we see him in the Captain America, and then you got, you got, we got Baron in his mask in the previous, mm-hmm. you know, so you're kind of piecing pieces together, and you can put kind of an image of something together in your head. It's exciting shit, yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. It's exciting shit. Plus, it, it's, it's like a Suicide Squad without the whole suicide part. Right, I mean, it's a team that's not able to do what the Avengers are. Like, you have to do the dirty stuff, which I think you said it perfectly where I was going to go. It's like a suicide squad, basically. Yeah. Just they're not held against their will. (laughs) Like, they're just like... It's not like, oh, this is going to get time off of your sentence. It's like, no, we're going to throw a group of anti-heroes together because there's a job that we need done, and the only way to do it is if you're willing to go that well. Yeah. And I think it's also like, you guys all have an idealism of how you see yourself, and we're going to use that, you know? Um, just like you use Zemo, like, hey, there's super soldiers out there. He's like, I'm fucking in. And it doesn't matter whose side you're on. I fucking hate super soldiers. So I want to fucking murder them. Uh, just where John Walker believes that he is the good of America and, you know, a savior. Uh, he really does. Yeah, I mean, he's the, <laughs> I think he definitely has kind of a God complex of, you know, I am, I am here to protect. I am here to serve and protect and protect the human race. Um, so again, you're, you're, pe- you're picking up people for the Thunderbolts team that are going to have idealisms that you can use against, again, other factions you don't want around in the world, like the Flag Smashers, if you wanted to, um, again, who knows who's going to come down the line, whether it be the 10 rings or something like that, um, whatever criminal organization, uh, hammer industries, you can bring them back, uh, from Iron Man three. Um, again, uh, Mysterio's fucking... Uh, pole clan because they're all still out there because apparently he's the one that died air quotes died in spider-man which i don't believe he's dead i I don't believe yeah i think he's still alive um but again bringing all those people together they have idealisms they see them higher of themselves uh so i think that's great for a thunderbolts team instead of a a bomb implanted in your neck (laughs) which i can't wait for that movie (laughs) oh i know yeah Yeah, different topic for a different day but correct sir um and then have you know and having and you know that that zemo is the the leader of that one oh 100 i mean he's got the mind to see him in charge of this i don't know rootin' tootin' bunch (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be uh pretty exciting and Basically, two characters confirmed for the group yeah. as we know thus far. So it's it's with those two alone, 
Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. 100%. So I'm, I'm excited to see who else they bring into that. Uh, but then at this point, we see uh, Sam and Torres kind of discussing about what happened. Um, and then, you know, Sam basically leaves his wings with Torres, which now leaves the open-ended, the open-ended question. question, is Torres going to become Falcon? We talked about this a little bit last well, time. Well, because it's in, the, it's in the comics, and which is, again, another stupid thing because um, – the lovely mad scientist that Baron decided to shoot in the face yeah. in, the, in the shipping container is actually the mad scientist who helps create Torres into the Falcon. The but actual Falcon. Yeah. We, I get, you know, again, I, I mentioned it minutes before, Marvel and their plot holes. Whatever. Well, once again, you want to change the story. It's the way you want to go. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. You got characters. I think it would be campy if you made Torres like an actual Falcon. I mean, obviously. I think it works, like, for comic-wise, but for him to leave the suit with Torres to be like, hey, if you use these, uh, it now leaves that open for, like, him to become Falcon. Plus, you know that Canada. Torres wants to fidget with the shit because he was trying to fidget with it whenever they were sitting in, like, Italy or wherever. The right, because he was a tech guy. He yeah. was a tech guy. And no. so, yeah, oh, these wings are broken? Yeah. Mm, are they, though? Right. <laughs> are they? You know? Yeah. And then, like, where does... No, and again, does that leave Torres and us to sit here going, uh, he's got to remember. Right. Or in four years, is Torres going to pop up in a movie and go, oh, yeah, wasn't he? In-? Right. And So how do you bring him back in? I definitely understand that concept because we've seen him in one thing. Because I've been very – I've approved much of stuff that could be in movies like this where they just leave it open-ended yeah. and let your imagination run. Do they become them? Do they not? Do they help? Do they not? Do they stay? Do they not? Love it. Because then you can just create your own ending. Right. You know, we had that, <clears throat> I had that discussion about, uh, in the movie, um, Us, it was. Mm-hmm. And, because we all saw that. And yeah. And we were just like, there's no actual conclusion, even though there was a conclusion. Yeah. And so, if they're going to give us that with, with Torres, cool. Yeah. I mean, if I see him again, cool. If you know, if I don't, and we never see just Falcon again, then that's the it way is they what go. it is. That's yeah. the way they go. Yeah. So again, I'm interested to see what happens there, but again, uh, probably Torres will become Falcon. Um, so then, at this point, Sam visits Bradley again, Isaiah Bradley, uh, to discuss. You know. The, so when we started this, is we he, talked a little bit about he had this. The, he had the shield with him. Yeah. He's bringing the shield to him. And um, so when we started this, we discussed about that one scene of them being in the neighborhood and the whole racism conversation. It was overdone with the cops and everything. Well, that and I'm you saying. can tell with the virus rewrite and the pandemic rewrite yeah. because all of this, uh, the George Floyd thing and, and the pandemic, I mean, really hit at the same fucking time yeah. last year. Mm. So you had two giant worldwide things happening right and while they're probably filming this show right so what was the yeah what's the issue you could go with right over the last year injustice and right da 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 so and I thought this meeting was more tasteful in the way it is you know because obviously yes. as much as we joke around we don't condone condone racism whatsoever uh, I think it is a big problem in this country. It's ugly as fuck. Not going to get on our soapboxes at this right. point. Um, but I think the way they do it in this episode and then Sam's speech in the last episode, 
uh, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now because I thought it was very well done and it's something that people can learn from and how you need to look at the world, which is we're all one people. We're all trying to fucking do it. Um, again, don't want to get any soapboxes here, but I really enjoyed this scene between Sam and Isaiah Bradley, where Isaiah is very against the shield, against America, everything. Only because how he was treated. Correct. You know, and again, that's how a lot of people feel. Well, even looking at Sam... And him being Falcon, I mean, Isaiah's got to know about him being Falcon for right. all these years now with these fights and stuff. Mm. And the guy can't take, the guy can't take the appreciation of where uh, maybe black heroes have come since he was one. Right. That that taste is always there. Right. It doesn't matter that Falcon is praised and he said he's now standing in the in the papers and on the news broadcasts. Next to Captain America saving the world. Right. And that's still not, it, it still doesn't say anything to Isaiah. Right. He's always been, he's been treated badly, so it doesn't matter. Right. Anything they do from that point on. And that's why I thought it was good where he had that, and then Sam definitely still had his hope for, you know, I can be a symbol of hope, you know, even though being a black man. Right. You know. Um, so again, I loved that whole talk between them and them going into it. I can't. Uh, even I say thought it was that. well done. And I can't. I'm sorry for the interruption. I can't no, even say that it was uh, just for the recent happenings in the last year over the uh, injustices and everything. Mm. When Falcon, uh, Falcon, and uh, even Black Panther hit the pages back then, you know, in the '70s and stuff. I mean, yeah. shit, dude. Racism was high up there, and segregation yeah. had just ended. How like a decade before that? And right. So these heroes now are are coming to the pages. As their the hero, right? Back then, what now? Fifty years ago, yeah. I mean, that issue was there fifty years ago. Hey, man, if it's going to be in the show, I mean, I'm glad they actually put it in there. Agreed. And, and as much as they did, because this is a this is one of the heroes from back then that's really really pushed absolutely for that, and I. I love it. I yeah. Love it. So, but but tasteful in this sense. Yeah. Like you said. Like I said, the first, like the second episode, it was untasteful. It was, it was over the top. It was very in your face. Yeah. It was. And very, like I said, this one was very tasteful of an older generation dealing with a newer generation. Um, but again, not losing the sight of hope. Correct. You know, and it, again, that's how we should all live in all of our lives is never, never lose hope at that point. Um, so moving forward from that, uh, what it was that Sam went home. Sam went home to uh, help his family fix the boat because they were going to sell it, everything. Again, I enjoy these scenes because it gives this human aspect to Sam that we never got to saw for, or that we never got to see for, what, four years? You know, we yeah. were introduced to Sam Wilson probably four years ago. And you were just like, oh, he's just, again, I don't want to say it because it sounds shitty, but he was just Captain America's sidekick. But then when John Walker said it in episode three, you're like, Fuck you, man. Like, because you have that beginning episode of Sam with his family. And it just humanized the guy. And then you're like, oh, I can now stand behind this person because now I know his backstory. I know where he's from. I know what he's trying to do for his family. Just like how we've fallen in love with all of these MCU characters where Sam was just kind of thrown in. He was like, oh, he's Steve's buddy, Steve's sidekick. It is what it is. Um, so I think him going back home, I've enjoyed every scene with him and his, his family. And oh, 100%. I, I, I've been the uh, smallest advocate for Falcon or Sam Wilson over yeah. the years. Just be, I mean, 
a big part is I know nothing about the character. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about him. Yeah. Like, you know, again, what do I always call him? Coattails. Yeah, right. They call him Coattails forever because right. what happened? You ran at the same fucking park as Captain America. You got <laughs> lucky. You got a lucky in. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And Steve Rogers knew that you were trustworthy. Good, yeah. good wholehearted guy. Yeah. He's got a great judge of character. So, 100%. of course, Steve's going to bring in. 100%. Now you go. Now there you go. You're, you were nobody and now you're the Falcon because yeah. you worked out the same memorial park as Captain America. Right, exactly. Good for you. <laughs> I, don't respect, I don't respect you at all. You right. You've shown me nothing. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And the family life, there you go. Oh, it changed in a heartbeat. And, and, and with that, that episode of, you know, even I learned a lot about Sam by not learning anything about Sam and learning about what his sister was doing. Right. Which is like, they're broke. She's got two kids. She's a single mom, and she's still pushing boxes of food out to feed the hungry. Right. She's still helping, and she can't even help herself. Right. Right there, I was like, well, if that's Sam's sister, like, she's not the only one like that. Right. That helped me big time. Oh, like, definitely. Sam's sister's personality and the way she is alone built the character for Sam for me. 100%. Because of watching them interact, is all they want is the best and to do the right thing. Yeah, it might be two different paths, but they get there right at the same point. And seeing their dynamic together was awesome. And you just know that there's a strong will there. Oh yeah, and there's a strong foundation there. Definitely. And when we get now, when he goes back to to home, he has a completely different view than what he did. He's like, you can't sell the boat. You can't sell the boat. This is our family thing, you know. And he just he always wants he wants to fix everything. Mm. And, again, when he gets back home in this episode, it's not that bum Russian Sam that we got right. in episode one or two. He's, it, let's just do this. Right. Let's just do this. Let's just support the family. Let's just do this. Yeah. Instead of, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, it's, mm-hmm. I'm here. And I thought it was too cool, like, again, I thought it was cool when, like, the whole community got together to help build the boat. Oh, that was um, so awesome, that montage. Yeah, I was like, that's always he, cool. Well, because he went around the neighborhood and got, like, because their parents were very well-known and very well-respected community members. Right. So there was a point where they're like, well, mom and dad knew people. Mm-hmm. They always did shit for people. Yeah. There's got to be favorites to call in. And sure as shit, Sam starts hitting the pavement, and you got all these old-timers coming around and, yeah. and like you said the community being yeah. like oh Mr. and Mrs. Wilson did something for these people over and over again Yeah, they're paying it back absolutely and it was a really I hate montages like that <laughs> I hate I fucking hate yeah. any 80s montage you stick anywhere where a lack is done a little amount of time over one song and people are having fun and laughing and there's hard get the fuck over whatever <laughs> But, you know, Bucky Barnes was in this montage this time, so I was all right with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, and then also Bucky drops off a case from Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, and then he goes, this is from, you know, the Dormelage, it's from the Wakandans, and we don't see it again. We're, they're just like, all right, cool. Like, you know, that was it. And then basically we get the montage of yeah, the phone. Yeah, because I'm, <laughs> I'm watching with the lady, and she's like, what was that? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Just watch it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's like, I, they took it away from me, too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, then this next scene I really enjoyed, which was Barnes or well, Bucky and Sam. Sorry, I'm reading synopsis. So I can say the fucking last names. Bucky and Sam uh, are throwing the shield back and forth, basically like hitting some some trees that have padding, but both getting used to the shield, but also talking. Um, and I really enjoyed this scene just because Sam was a grief counselor. I mean, when like uh, Infinity War happened or when an Endgame happened, everything like that, he was helping soldiers coming back. Uh, and then later on, you know, or not, he got, he went away with the blip. Never mind. So he was helping soldiers coming back uh, from war and dealing with trauma. Uh, so it was perfect for him to be talking with Bucky and like, hey, man, you have to like let go of the past. Like you have to fucking just move on. Uh, obviously did it more tasteful than that, <laughs> but I, I enjoyed that of them tossing the shield around and having that. Cause I mean, I think we've all been in that moment, whether it been with like your dad or, you know, a friend of yours or a brother, a sibling, where you're just like tossing a ball around and you just kind of have that, you know, very low key throwing, but like talking about real you shoot shit. The shit. You shoot yeah. The shit hard, yeah. You know? And I was like. I feel like you could any boy can relate to that. Oh, big time! You know, because I, I at least us who were born, you know, in, in the '90s and '80s. Uh, I don't know about kids nowadays, but right, yeah, I get it. But I mean, we got to experience stuff like that, and I, I thought that was a really cool scene. And for Bucky to finally be like, "All right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forgive myself, and now make amends to the people that I need to make amends to." Yeah, he had a lot. Uh, he had a lot fucking going on there. Yeah. For for quite the amount of time. But he also needed to get that shit off his chest with Sam and, mm. you know, with the shield and, and the, the title or anything of Captain America. Yeah. You know, because Barnes has known him for 100 years. It's his best friend for 100 years. Right. It's also Sam's best friend and, 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 and Sam is Steve's best friend. Right. And they're always kind of like, he's mine. No, he's mine. He's mine. And, and. This was a nice like. This is this is bigger than everything right. is bigger than us. This right. is bigger than us. Right. Put it aside. It is what it is. Squash it. It's we're in this together. We're in this together. Yeah. And and then the best man is the best man for it. Yeah. Again, <clears throat> coming a long way. Oh, definitely. Long way. So I I enjoyed that scene, and then we finally come to the end here. Uh, which was also in the Flag Smashers meet with um, fucking Sharon Carter. I don't know why I almost said Pe- Peggy. Peggy was the good one. But they're meeting with Sharon Carter. Uh, all of a sudden in the uh, – or no, they're met with Batrock. Sorry. Batrock is met with the Flag Smashers in the park. And then all of a sudden Batrock opens was, up the suitcase. Wasn't somebody on the phone with Yes, Carter? that's right. Sharon Carter was on the phone. I was thinking of the the last episode where Sharon Carter's with Carly and and Batrock. Um, so yeah, Sharon Carter's on the phone with um, with Batrock, and you're like, okay, this fucking they're working together. That's weird. And then Batrock meeting with uh, the Flag Smashers and Carly, and opening up the suitcase, showing all that weaponry. Yeah. And then the weird thing was all of a sudden, the, Carly like pressed the thing on her phone, and then like everyone in the park got up and was like. We're fucking we're here. Fucking <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. Again, the Flag Smasher storyline didn't make a ton of sense to me. I think that was probably the worst part done with this show. And again, there was a lot of rewrites because of the whole, like, the story subplot got fucking ruined because of COVID. And it was just weird. I don't know. It makes me think if, if you know, if the pandemic cut was out there, 
with the flag smashers made a little more sense. Yeah. Because they are they are a group in the comics. They are this isn't just made up for the show. I just like feel like they were thrown in. Like they're out there. Yeah. But what storyline do you go for with the show? And right. this is probably one that they pulled out. Yeah. I mean, again, it was just a weird storyline. It was weird how it all culminated. I'm not upset with it. It was just weird how it all came uh, came to fruition, I guess. Right. Um, but, you know, you're like, okay, all these people are working together. Uh, and then you're just kind of like, what is Sharon Carter doing? Like, what is her role in this whole thing? Yeah, because even from when we first met her, was that a couple episodes ago? Mm. And just not just something wasn't right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> something wasn't. Yeah. And again, it's like this is a character we haven't seen in how long? some time. First, and, and then all of a sudden she's a super certified she's like and super high in the rankings. And she's in Majapur, which is a city that yeah. just they don't send to anybody. Yeah. And like I said in the last episode, we even hit a weirder moment. About Sharon, and it's, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Uh, I I don't know if I, I'm super behind it, but I'm intrigued, you know. Uh, I want to see where they go with that. Uh, but then, basically, that's how it ends, and then we come to our mid credit scene where all of a sudden Walker is building himself his new shield. <laughs> his new... The memes were Made fire. out of a... The memes are fire yeah. with this, by the way. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he was. He was definitely... Making his... he Out of a rim, out of a tire rim, he made a shield. And uh, put his little star, whatever he had. Which is great, knowing that he's a super soldier. And he's got to know that a hubcap is not going to hold him. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, so you're just like, yeah, okay, man, we'll see what happens. He's so blinded by yeah. this... Captain America, like, rage. Right. That he's got built into him. You're right. So I was, at the end of that, I was like, I'm excited to see the culmination and the last episode because this can go so many ways. Um, and again, what we're going to do is we're going to end this episode. And we're just going to make it two because we went 45 minutes. Cool. Perfect. And uh, so we're going to do another Cocktails of Comics episode. Um, so we'll be right back with you guys. I'll release them on the same day. So we'll make it a two-parter so you don't have to sit through uh, hour 30. <laughs> so we'll make it two episodes so you guys can split it up in your time. But again, so fifth episode, we give two thumbs up. Oh my say. God. The, um, up until this point, the whole uh, series has been, there no filler episodes. Um, perfect amount of action in every, I mean, thus far up until this fifth mm-hmm. episode, man, it's, it's killed me. Yeah. No, I've I've loved it so far since then, and I can't wait to talk about the last episode and how this all filed. The whole final ending to it is phenomenal. So we will catch you guys next time. And um, Alec, I love you, buddy. I love you too, man. <laughs> all right. We'll talk soon. <laughs> We'd love to get your feedback. Please contact Cocktails and Comics at cocktailsncomics at gmail.com. That's all lowercase C-O-C-K-T-A-I-L-S. N-C-O-M-I-C-S at gmail.com. Also, catch us on Spotify and iTunes, along with our other podcast, Nothing's Off Base.